welcome fathers who are looking to inspire their kids and become fearless. This is the Become a Fearless Father show and I'm your host, Klaas van Oosterhout. I'm a father of two boys, husband and entrepreneur. This show is created to teach you how to take control and enjoy the most difficult job you've ever faced, fatherhood. I'm going to keep it real and share real life experience. A heads up, there is no magic pill. You will have to put in the hours, sweat and tears to achieve victory. Are you ready to improve your health, wealth, relationships, knowledge and become the hero your family needs you to be? I know you are. So get your pen and paper ready and let's become fearless fathers together. Alright, so good afternoon everybody. Um, I have the pleasure to be live with my good friend Matias Gallo Casarino, all the way from Thailand. Thank you very much, Matias, uh, again. Thank you, it's Gallo, not Gallo. Okay. It's, it's Gallo, apologies. Um, <laughs> wow, I should have known that by now, shouldn't I? <laughs> um, so anyway, let, let's start off with, can you tell the people um, you know, your story? Uh, where you're from, uh, what you've been doing so far that got you all the way where you are now? Yes, well, I'm from Italy. I was born in Italy, in uh, Torino, Turin, in the north of Italy. And uh, right now I'm in Thailand. So I've been living in Thailand since I was mm, 13 or 14, and now I'm 25. So yeah, my, my past 10 years I've, I've been here in Thailand. And uh, I'm a professional Muay Thai fighter. And uh, of course, Muay Thai is the Thai's national sport, so Thailand's national sport. So this is the main reason that me and my family decided to move here to pursue a Muay Thai career in the best possible way. Yeah. Cool, excellent. And then recently, uh, how many months now are we talking about that you are your father? Yeah, of course. I'm a father since eight months. Yeah, my daughter is eight months old, actually almost nine. And uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> my cool, girlfriend cool, is cool. 23 and I'm 25 and yeah. Fantastic. We'll talk a little bit more about your baby girl, of course, um, over the time that we go within the, uh, within the interview. Um, and, and let's let's start get rolling with that. Um, I actually had a really cool interview last time with uh, with Dominic Platt, uh, who's also uh, very connected to the Muay Thai world, and he's trained now to become a fighter. Um, and he was explaining a little bit. Okay, so this is the feeling when I'm in the when I'm uh, you know I'm gonna fight. And this was the feeling that I had when my wife told me that uh, <laughs> that uh, that uh, she was pregnant. So I want to start off with that first question. What, what were your feelings? Uh, what went through your mind when, when your wife, or you, sorry, your girlfriend said, hey, uh, I'm pregnant, you gotta be a father. Yeah, well, it was actually, um, it happened a bit differently. Like, uh, she was being like uh, weird and a bit sick and, you know, she was overweight and, uh, she started getting like sick, seriously sick in her stomach. So after like a week or something, we decided to go. We were actually in Bangkok for like a weekend trip. So we were just like chilling out and stuff. And yeah, we just decided, yeah, we just go to the hospital and see if you're sick, you know what I mean? 
because we thought she was sick. She thought we thought she had something serious in her stomach because she had many different symptoms. Like uh, I don't know, can't even remember properly. But yeah, we went to the hospital and uh, it was like late at night. It was like ten or eleven or maybe even later. And uh, we did a quick check. I think they checked her, no, not her blood, but they did other checkings. And yeah, we sat down with the doctors after the exams. And because in Thailand, you do the exams, and you get the results straight away. So we went sitting down with the doctor and he said, you're pregnant, you know? And like, we, we both just like shut up, you know what I mean? And we looked at each other and laughed. And like, she turned back to the doctor and said, what? And he said, you're pregnant in like a very chilled way, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, we looked at each other again and uh, we didn't say anything really. We said, okay, thank you. And we left the doctor's room. And after that, she, yeah, I, I felt that she was like, not, not okay, you know what I mean? So. She ran to the bathroom. I obviously I followed, I followed her, and uh, she started crying in the bathroom and stuff. She was like obviously in shock. So I was actually the one that was being more, you know, I was I was I was also shocked, but I wasn't showing it. You know what I mean? But she was really like shocked and emotional because, yeah, in a way, she felt she was too young that she wanted to accomplish much more things in her life, in her career, blah blah blah, all that stuff. And me, I was like. Yeah, of course, I feel like that too. But, you know, I don't know. In a way, I saw it coming. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I saw it coming in a way. It didn't shock me that bad. Of course, it shocked me. But but that's kind of who I am, though. Like, every bad bad or good news, I never get overexcited. You know what I mean? Like, like my parents once bought me a car. And, I, yeah, I said thank you. But I didn't, like, jump around and stuff like that. You know, so the same for, like, I can't call it the bad news, really. But, like, for, like every type of news, I don't get overexcited. So yeah, I was just like letting it sink in, you know what I mean? And I was trying to comfort her because she was really, really in shock. She was crying like that. Yeah, and then after 10 minutes, 15, she was fine. We went back to the hotel room and I started making jokes because at the hospital, as soon as we found out that she was pregnant, all the staff, because it's like a private hospital here in Thailand, it's the all, the all private hospitals. They started calling us mom and dad, you know what I mean? We just found out that we were, we were going to have a baby and she was like three, four weeks pregnant and they started calling us Mr. Mom and Mr. Dad. You know what I mean? It was fucked up. Like it was messed up. And uh, so I started making jokes in the room and started calling her mom and stuff like that, you know, to make like, you know what I mean? To put the pressure, like to lower the pressure. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I found out I was, I was going to be a father. <laughs> Wow, I wasn't that. I was absolutely not expecting that story. I thought it was more like she telling you, and you were being like, "Whoa!" And now what? Well, that's great. Um, I really liked uh, you. You mentioned something that um, apparently you have the capacity to stay. Let's call it balanced. So you don't have an up, like, "Oh, I'm so excited! I just got something," or but you don't have a down either. And, and that's one of the things that that's so important in life. And that most people don't have the big danger that we have is that you know we get really excited but we also get really emotional and 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 yeah. sad and depressed and that's of course living in those that is really danger but living in many things like you mentioned is really good can you explain a little bit 
more about that? Is it something that you learned? Have you always been like that? Mm, well, obviously, I have my ups, ups and downs as well. You know what I mean? Like, I get excited about little stuff and I get sad about stupid stuff. Then I know then that it will go away. But yeah, I don't know. For some reason, when I get any kind of news that's like big, like, for example, like if I get like a big fight offered or a big fight announcement or I get like a really bad news, like, of course, I get sad. I get happy. I'm a human. You know what I mean? But I don't over like. I, I wait for it to sink in, you know what I mean? Like, it's like maybe I don't realize the the thing at first, you know what I mean? Even if they tell me, I'm like, my brain is like, nah, maybe it's not true, you know what I mean? I'm always like skeptic, you know what I mean? In every way. So by the time I realize it's true, I already like metabolized the information and my, you know, like, I can deal with it better. But obviously I get like very emotional as well. I just don't, maybe I just don't show it actually. Maybe I get emotional, I don't show it. That's just who I am. Like, it's my character. I'm like, I don't really show, like, like only people who really know me can see, like, what I'm feeling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like, yeah. But no, it's not something I've learned, I think. It's just maybe something I learned over, like, the course of my life, but I don't think it's something that I meant to learn. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Well, that's interesting. Well, one of the things, of course, that, that, that we know is that within – Muay Thai, and it's one of the things that we spoke about with one of the interviews we did specifically about Muay Thai, is that it's so important not to show uh, that you got hit, you know? Um, yeah. Could that be the trick? Like, it's something typical that you've learned from the Thai culture? Mm, yeah, that could make sense. Like, well, not from the Thai culture, but for just being a Muay Thai fighter in Thailand, that, like, uh, well, I don't want to get too technical, but in every other combat sports, it's like it counts when you get when you hit the guy. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a point. But in Thailand, it's different. In Thailand, it's how you react to the other guy's hits and how you react to the fight in general and uh, to intimidations like that. So yeah, I guess it's uh, something that could be related to the Muay Thai way of uh, competing. Yeah, could be. Nice, that's interesting. Cool. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate it. Hey, sorry for the interruption. I know you're really enjoying the show. Just want to make sure if you're liking this information, please subscribe and um, press the like button. And also, go visit becomeafearlessfather.com. You get the opportunity to share your biggest challenge at the moment as a father. And it gives me the opportunity to try and help you overcome this. Thanks, and enjoy the rest of the show. The thing I also want to talk about... um you know, um, when when I found out that or when my son was born, uh, the oldest one, you know, I was um, I was looking really forward to to training with him and, and teaching him uh, Muay Thai, and yeah. you know, and and one of the things that I wasn't absolutely not looking forward to, but which of course was something that's going to be had had to be done daily, is, is changing. For example, his shitty diapers now. So uh-huh. I'm wondering, like. What are some of the things that, that um, you have or you are looking forward to the most um, from your daughter growing up? And what are one of the things that, that you're really dreading? Mm, that I'm really looking forward is, well, obviously I can't wait till she can talk. So I can like, I know it sounds like, um, sounds like I'm full of myself, but I can't. I'm waiting for her to talk so I can teach her things, you know what I mean? 
like uh, I feel like uh, I want to share a lot of you know of my knowledge with her and like life knowledge in general and stuff and yeah like I uh, can't wait she's till she walks as well so she can do like more activities with me not necessarily Muay Thai because I really don't want her to be a fighter <laughs> I wish she would be anything else but yeah well if she ends up liking it then of course I'll support her but you know I would be like I'm not gonna be nowhere near pushing her or whatever like even like She's going to grow up in a gym, but so we'll see. We'll see how it ends. But anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to activities in general, you know, with her. Like like, uh, like you, with, with you, it would be with a friend, with a close friend or with my girlfriend, you know, like just, just normal human activities, you know what I mean? But yeah, mostly like, you know, showing her the way of life and trying to, you know, help her to avoid the mistakes I did and... Uh, yeah, that's it. Helping her become herself, you know, her own person. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's really good. So uh, is there anything that you, like, really dread or, or absolutely are not looking forward to? Uh, no, not really. Like, at, like uh, at first it was, of course, the changing the diapers and all that stuff and the waking up at night, but... As much as I'm not the one who does it the most, it's uh, that's past. Like she's like we still do it, of course, but we already like went past. So it's like a normal thing now. So yeah, no, not really. Like uh, no. Excellent. Well, is there anything to be like? Uh, you know, what I mean, what's the word you use? What's the I said word dreadful. You yeah, is is there anything to be like afraid? Or what? Like, uh, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> uh, you have a, a fearless mindset, which we'll go into later. And I was just going to see, I wanted to see a little bit with this question, if, if there are any fears within you um, in regards to, to raising your, uh, your daughter. Or, uh, for example, and of course your daughter's really young, but I have a couple of friends that have sent me some questions in regards to uh, you know, being a father. They have daughters, they have a little bit older daughters, and, and yeah, they're, they're, uh, one is afraid or, or sees a fear and okay, now they, they're gonna move out the house soon. And then what? And the other one is like, he asked me like, okay, so how do I deal with, or how do I teach my, my daughters to protect themselves from all the bad things that are out there in the world? And of course your daughter's still very, very young, so it might also be that that's not something that's, uh, um, that comes up at the moment. But I was just wondering if there was something else. Yeah, actually. Yeah, but I don't know. I guess with life you work out everything. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but yeah, I'm sure that I'm I'm also young, so I might be like uh, reckless or careless. You know, in a way, in some ways. You know what I mean? Maybe I some problems that might come up in the future. I don't even think about that, or maybe I think of them of like as not as much as a problem, but. Maybe that's because I'm young, so maybe I will get a big hit in the face when I grow up and I realize that it's, you know, there's problems with, you know, I don't know. <laughs> For now, I'm okay. Excellent. Good to hear. And as you know, um, we will always be here if you have any questions uh, in regards to raising your daughter, of course. Um, what I find awesome, what you just said, and then they, what you're looking forward to, is sharing your life knowledge. Um, 
Now, could you, is it possible, do you already have like maybe like the one life lesson that you would like to share with her, that you could share with us, that, that other fathers could learn from and maybe share with their children? One life lesson, like, you know, a quote or what? <laughs> yeah, just, just something, because you mentioned like, I want to share my knowledge, I want to share my life knowledge. Yeah. I want to make sure that she doesn't make the mistakes that I'm going to make. What's something that you've learned um, as a human being that you would definitely like to um, teach her um, while she's growing up? It's, it, it all depends on, uh, like, uh, every one of us is like has different goals and different ways of looking at life, you know what I mean? So it might be that everything that I think it's, important for her to know she might, might even not need it you know maybe she's gonna be a totally different person and you know what i mean she like for me is like if i can say like there's no one quote that i can say like that but one thing that i can say that for sure i wish i understand and i understood when i was younger it was like that every day that goes by like you can't just waste it you know what i mean every day that goes by you need to learn something new you need to make some improvements in some way you know what i mean but that's something that, you know, when you're like 13, 14, is like you're, you don't give a shit about that. You know what I mean? All you want to do is have fun and play games or whatever, play with your friends or play football or something like that, or play a sport, which is fine. But like uh, most of the times, like when I was a kid, that was like, I want to say wasting time because I was already fighting when I was young. But all the, all the time that I wasn't training, I was like just wasting it you know what i mean like not building any skills or learning anything new like not as much as i i wanted to or i could have done really because i was reading but i was reading like stupid stuff so yeah just that if she wants to achieve something big you know what i mean you have to start early you know what I mean? no matter what it is you know you want to be a youtuber you want to be like a whatever, a coiffeur, whatever, a cook, a chef, you have to start early, you know what I mean? By the time you're 10, you already need to have some good skills, you know what I mean? By the time you're 20, you need to be somewhere already, you know? Otherwise, you can get to, you can get to a high level of, you know, your profession, but you will never be the elite, you know what I mean? Like, already for me in Muay Thai, I feel like I'm kind of late, you know what I mean? Like, I had some opportunities that I didn't take when I was younger and I feel that maybe it was the right choice not to take them because I was too young. But in a way, I, th I, I think that if I would have taken them right now, I would be like at an even higher level, even higher like place. You know what I mean? So just, yeah, that whatever she will like or she will find fun or love doing it, uh, just like, you know, do it since the start. You know what I mean? Don't just like, oh, it's a kid. She's a kid. He's a kid. Let her play. Let her, yeah, they have to play. They have to, but they also have to start learning and, you know, like living life the way it will be when they're old. You know what I mean? Because I see a lot of like old, uh, fr not friends, but people I know, like used to go to school with me that they were like maybe the popular kids in the school or really cool, blah, 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 all that stuff. And nowadays they're losers. You know what I mean? They don't do anything with their lives. And uh, I feel for them because like some of them, I know them well. I know they had they had big potentials, but no one told them and taught them how to use it. You know what I mean, or how to, you know, never nobody ever told them what their potentials were. So, yeah, exactly. 
Great, great. Thanks for sharing it. Um, and yeah, I think that first lesson, life lesson that you shared is, is um, something that everybody should, should take on and then not just tomorrow, but right away. And that's, that's live every single day uh, fully. So yeah. uh, hopefully people, people picked up on that. I think it's, uh, it, it's something that I'm trying to live by. It's not always as easy, but it's definitely very important. Um, so, so thanks for sharing that. Um, the, the, the real thing that, um, and you know, I, I've said this, always is easy, but I've said this a couple of times to you that, uh, you know, for me, you're, you're one of my, uh, my heroes, one of my examples when it comes to a fearless mindset uh, and, and an attitude. <laughs> um, so as I, as I've seen and look into this more, like fearless mindset is, is something that's being brought more and more to the attention of people, something that people are picking up more and more. Um, but making a little bit of mistakes, you know, back in the days, people really had to, to fear real life events. You know, there was tigers that could attack you, villages that could burn down completely. You could get yeah. robbed, killed on just away from one city to the next. And then of course, fear is necessary. You have to know there's a tiger, I have to run. There's bad people with swords and then you better run. So you have to learn. Nowadays, of course, there's, there's no real fears. There's, there's nothing like that. Well, maybe in Thailand, if you go into the jungle, then you, know, you <laughs> might come across some, one of those animals. But still, you know, we live in cities where there's no real fears. So now what happened is that our minds changed us and, and we got like false fears. Like, does that person like me? Or, uh, you know, oh, I have to present in front of other people. Uh, are they going to accept what I'm saying? Or how are they going to respond, et cetera, et cetera. Now, what I found really cool is that you as a professional Muay Thai fighter, you got both. You know, you got to perform in front of a crowd. That could be a fear, like, ooh, there's a crowd there, which is, of course, the false fear. But at the same time, you got the other person in front of you that's trying to knock you out. That's yeah. like, that's a real fear. <laughs> um, yeah. And every time I see you, you're absolutely, looks like you're fearless in the ring. It's absolutely amazing. So could you explain a little bit about What's your philosophy in regards to, to fearless and the fearless mindset and how, how do you achieve or how have you achieved this? Well, first of all, I'm not fearless in the ring and every human being is fear, is, has fear, you know what I mean? We all fear like, like talking about the ring, the fighting, every single fighter is scared before going on the ring. No matter, don't listen to anything, everyone, like some people would say, no, I'm not scared of anything, I'm not scared of anyone, it's bullshit. Everyone has like that urge of like, uh, you know what I mean? Like their, their fight or flee mode, you know, or the flight or flee option, you know what I mean? So un until you get on the ring, everyone is scared, you know what I mean? Some people deal with it better, some people are more scared, some people are less scared, but everyone is worried and scared, you know what I mean? But when you're when we're on the ring, then things change. You know, if you if you know what you're doing, then you get into like a it's like a different mode. You know, like it's not like I don't think anyone that has, that uh, like only people who have practiced like combat sports like and have fought can feel what the what this feeling I'm talking about is like. You know, like I don't think any other sport gives you that feeling. You know, it's just like yours. It's like you're spaced out. You're in another zone. You're another version of yourself. You're a very basic but efficient version of yourself. You know what I mean? Like uh, you cannot do much things. You cannot think too much. You can only think you're like uh, 
the few things you you really know how to do and the few things uh, you've practiced and uh, your survival mode and uh, that's it you can't really use all the functions of your brain but you can use the ones you need very well you know what i mean like when you're up there you can do things that you don't think you're capable of you know i get i get that a lot like i finish a fight a competition and i'm like was it really mean there like me that scared guy that like you know when i was a kid i used to never like get into fights because i was scared you know if they push me around i would never fight back but then when i'm on the ring i do things that you know i i look at myself and i'm like it was really mean there or not you know what i mean so nobody's fearless in my opinion like especially when you talk about fighting like uh you can prepare for it you can train for it you can be like sure of yourself of your potential of your training of everything and then you know, you can handle it better, but everyone's scared about the ring, what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and of course, you, you can compare, because we were talking about now about Muay Thai and fighting, but of course, uh, for other people, it will be yeah, yeah. a lot of things in life, be afraid of. Yeah. In life, it's like, of course, like uh, what I do helps me a lot, because then when you, when you challenge like... Uh, like you say, someone wanted to knock you out, then other challenges challenges in life become like less scary. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so yeah, it's easier to handle to handle them, but doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything really because sometimes we have challenges that are different. You know, totally different. You know what I mean? So we think we can we can take them on, but actually maybe not. You know what I mean? Like, it's all about experience. You know, whatever you do and you do often, then you're you're good at it. You can like we can transfer some of the mindsets from fighting or from sports to life, but uh, of course they're really useful. But it's not easy anyway. You know what I mean? Like you still have to go through a lot and uh, to learn a lot of things in life and uh, about working, about money, about many things. So yeah, of course, like uh, being a professional or being like uh, doing something since you're young at a high level, and uh, for sure it helps you to like uh, take on life in a better way. I wouldn't say, you know, easier way, but in a better way, you know, like, you know how to, you know, your limits, you know, you can, what you cannot do and how far you can push and uh, you can predict other people's behavior, you know? So, yeah. Interesting. Great. Great. Thank you for sharing that, uh, Matthias. That was wonderful. Um, of course, I like your fight or flee mode explanation. Um, that, that's what most people feel. So that, that that's great. Um, so there's one thing that, that I'd like to talk about as well. Uh, a lot of fathers that I see, especially here, you know, that they're, they're so out of shape. It's embarrassing, actually. <laughs> so, um, you know, they work many hours. They, they sit behind a computer or they don't at least do work that's not very active. And they, then they don't even make the time to work out. Now, of course, you have to train every single day. Um, and I guess we can say that physically, you know, you're in really good shape. Um, but what I'd like to talk about is like, what, what are the benefits that you've ex experienced so far and that, that you think you're going to experience being a father that's, that's fit and strong? Mm, well, for sure, it helps when I carry her. <laughs> but sometimes I still get hurt, like, like the other day I was holding her for like a whole, a whole hour and I was walking around the gym and, uh, you know, watching people train and stuff. And I didn't see the hour pass. 
And when I put her down, I almost got blocked with my back. I was like, damn, you know, like she's heavy. But for, for sure it helps with that. And uh, in general, I think it, um, it helps with like uh, making them understand that how important it is to keep your body healthy, you know what I mean? doesn't really mean you have to train your ass off, but in general to be healthy, you know what I mean? Because a lot of kids nowadays are not healthy, but it's not their fault. It's the parents' fault, you know what I mean? That they never, it's not like they told them to not to be healthy. It's just they didn't teach them how to be healthy because they don't know themselves, you know what I mean? So they give them bad habits. And uh, I see that a lot. And like, uh, it's, it's not even the parents' fault, really, because it all depends on like, your family, how you have been taught and stuff. But again, we go back on the topic from before. You always have to try to improve, your, improve yourself, you know? So if you're out of, shape, out of shape, you're not healthy, and you have a kid, it's time to start and learn how to be healthy, you know, and how to get in shape. Not for you, but yeah, for you as well, because everyone wants to be in shape. Everyone needs to be in shape and healthy, but for your kids, you know what I mean? So you can teach them and you can show them the good habits, you know what I mean? So when it's only you, okay, you want to be fat, you want to be like, you want to have uh, heart problems, yeah, go ahead. But when you have a kid, you can't, af- you can't afford that, you know what I mean? You need to learn how to like, like uh, make sure they don't, they don't make the same mistakes, as I said before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's great advice. <laughs> that's, that's perfect advice for all the, the fathers out there. And it's something that, uh, that, I, that I've noticed uh, you know, I've I started working out um, again, and, and it, it helps so much. It, it, it makes uh, going to the playground with them um, a, a lot more fun. <laughs> no, of course, of course. Yeah, because it's hard to keep up with kids, huh? Even at, at, at when at a young age, like mine is eight months, and she's like, uh, how do you say, crawling around the house at like, like a Ferrari speed, you know what I mean? It's like, what? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Wait until she starts walking, my friend. <laughs> yeah. have a lot of fun. So, um, one of the things as well that you mentioned uh, uh, one time was that, you know, um, you have to train a lot. Actually, I think yeah. you, if we can say that your training is work, you actually work more than, than, than the average person. You actually work six days a week instead of just five. Um, yeah. And, and that's just insane. Besides that, of course, you got to go to fights. So sometimes I assume that, that you're, you're away for weekends and everything. So how do you make sure that you spend enough quality time with, uh, with your girlfriend and with your daughter? Uh, I just try to cut out all the bullshit. You know what I mean? Like instead of staying like two hours on my phone, I stay one hour, I do the things I have to do, and the other hour I spend with them, you know what I mean? That's with everything, you know? Like, uh, if before I used to watch uh, three YouTube videos while eating lunch or breakfast, now I just watch half, and then I eat breakfast fast and I go to play with the kid or whatever, you know? So yeah, I just, I cut out of, I cut out of uh, my private life, if I, if I can say that. Things that are not important, I cut them out and yeah. Makes time for things that are important. Exactly. So, could you explain? Because you, you mentioned, uh, of course, you have to spend time on Facebook. Could you explain what then the difference is between 
time that you have to be uh, online, things that you have to do, yeah. and what are the things that you used to do that are actually not benefiting or taking away the important time of being with your girlfriend and with your with your child? Yeah, well, like uh, you know, managing the, for example, my gyms, uh, social media, my own social media, because it's also like part of the work and. Uh, yeah, a few things we do online, websites, and uh, I try to do all that as fast as possible and uh, all the scrolling down Facebook or Instagram for relaxing or for fun, I just try to cut it out, even if it's not easy because it's very, very addictive, as everyone knows. But yeah, since I have, since I have, the, I have my baby, it's, it's much easier, you know what I mean? Like if she's around and she's uh, screaming or she's making sound or walking, it's easy to like just put your phone down and you know so in a way it's it helps me a lot because I'm, I admit I'm quite addicted to social media and uh, sometimes I spend too much time on them like which is against my life philosophy but yeah I'm still working on it like uh, I try to spend less and less time on them like every day but it's as I said since I have to do it for work then it's like it, it gets you even more addicted, you know, because you can't say, okay, I won't go on social media for a whole week. I can't do that. You know what I mean? So it's still, it's hard to like lose the addiction, but it's being, as I said, it's, uh, it's becoming easier with the, with the baby. You know, it's becoming much easier. Sometimes I even skip the things I have to do, <laughs> but that's fine. It's not like no one's going to find me. <laughs> yeah. That's excellent. So your, ba your baby is actually helping you become a better person. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Totally. Great, great, great. So, um, this is one aspect that I want to see um, if, if you thought about already. Um, I see a lot of difference between, um, between the parents. Like, some of them believe that it's really important to control every single aspect of their lives. Uh -huh. right? And then there's others that go the complete extreme direction and they just don't control anything. You sort of let the, the child just do whatever it wants. Have you thought about already a little bit on what is your philosophy in regards to um, raising your kid um, as she's going to grow older? Yeah, for sure. Uh, like everything in life really has to be like uh, somewhere in between. You know what I mean? Like, because in Thailand, I see a lot, really a lot of uh, the second the second case you said, like just letting the kids do whatever they want. You know what I mean? In Thailand, you get a, you see a lot, a lot of that. And it gets me angry. But in the other way, it also gets me angry when I see kids like being restrained from doing things, you know, like uh, even when they get the like at the teenager age and stuff, like they still have to ask their parents for everything, you know, like, oh, can I go and to 7-Eleven and buy me, buy myself a lemon tea, you know what I mean? So yeah, I guess somewhere in between, which is really hot, it's a really like vague, vague thing to, like vague, vague way to explain it because how, where is somewhere in between, you know? Like I think every single thing you have to like manage it separately. Like uh, um, if it's something about their character or their, their passions, you know, their, what they want to learn, what they want to study is uh, obviously, let them let them choose by themselves of course helping them but no pressure whatsoever on what things it has to be or where or whatever you know but don't like 
on life habits, like things that will build them habits for all their life that of course they are good than to sometimes to pressure them in doing it, you know, like since they're young, like looking after themselves being clean, you know, like uh, being healthy or those kind of things. Even if it's maybe not easy for a young kid to understand why, then you have to pressure them. In my opinion, you have to pressure, pressure them in doing it and one day they'll understand you. So some things like just let them develop themselves and some things, then like put them in, put them there and make sure they happen and yeah, for their own good. But it's always like, there's, you can never be right 100%, you know, you'll, everyone will always make mistakes. So we just try our best, you know what I mean? Everyone can try their own best and hope it works out. Like I've seen like, uh, like families of many people and the father, like, uh, doing the same things with all the kids and all the kids growing up differently and being different persons. And yeah, so it's a big gamble. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, for sure is. Um, you got one, so wait until you got two. And, and there's fathers that uh, I've spoken with, they got three and four, and hopefully I will speak to somebody that has even five children. So five. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to, uh, to learn about them, how they, uh, how they handle uh, different different kids. Um, in um, actually, uh, one of the other things that I want to talk about with you is that in most cases, when when a child gets born, or even even a little bit before, you know, in the moment that you share this with with your parents, so the the your your daughter's grandparents, uh-huh. you know, they get so excited, uh, proud, happy. That all of a sudden they want to share all their knowledge. Um, you know, they're gonna tell you what to do, what not to do, and you know, um, how, how has your experience been with this so far, and and how do you go about um, handling what they share with you? Uh, mm, I guess. Mm, I don't know. I guess I'm lucky in that way because. Uh, I have a good relationship relationships with my with my parents since I was a kid. You know what I mean. I always like they never really told me what to do. You know, they always give me advice and then let me decide by myself. So here's the same. Like, of course, they sometimes they forget and they're like, "Oh, you should do that. You should do that." I'm like, you know, let me do my own thing. You know, thanks for the advice, but. You know, I'm gonna do my own thing, and but yeah, most of the times, most of the times they don't, they don't really. Of course, they help a lot, but they don't say, "Oh, you have to do that." Oh, that's not good. That's good. You know what I mean? When it happens, I just let them know, and I say, "Look, you know, and thanks for the advice, but yeah, I want to figure it out myself." And uh, yeah, I'm I'm lucky in that side. Like I don't, I don't have like very apprehensive parents that, since I was a kid, they were not apprehensive, and they're not much now. So. On my side, it's good. Like uh, on the other side, it's a bit different, you know. Like <laughs> on my girlfriend's side, then yeah, sometimes we get a bit like uh, it's it's out of love. I'm sure you know what I mean. But sometimes you can get pressuring. You can get stressing to always have someone trying to tell you what you should do, what you have to do. You know, but I understand them. You know, I, I probably would be the same. Like when you. When you think of yourself, you think high of yourself, then you really want to share the things with them, and it's normal, you know. But it's just about letting them know and letting them, letting them know where the limit is, where the line is, and where it finishes, 
their influence and it starts yours on your own kid, you know. But yeah, it's always good to take advice from people anyway. No matter if it's good or bad, you know, you can always learn from both, even if it's bad advice. That's a, that's a good philosophy and, uh, and law to live by, of course. Um, um, I'm actually getting to the, the last question. Uh, uh-huh. So what I've noticed is that um, almost in all relationship, you know, things completely change once, once the first child is born. Uh, the reason that, of course, is that, that the biggest child in the house, which are us, <laughs> you know, before, you know, we were receiving all the love and all the attention and, and, and all of a sudden there's the baby. And now, you know, especially in the beginning uh, with the breastfeeding and all that stuff, you know, that there's a really intimate relationship between the child and the mother. And, you know, we don't, we, we hardly even, or at least our time gets at least half, if not you know, 80% of the time that we got is, is gone, if not 100. So what, what's your experience so far? And um, how are you making sure that you stay connected with, uh, with your girlfriend? Well, yeah, what you said is right. Like, of course, the time gets really, really reduced. But I don't know, in a way, I feel like it, the baby connects us even more, you know, in a way. Like, uh, we cope with uh, each other's things we don't like more, like easier, better. And uh, we're also lucky, as I said before, because, like, my mom, my, like, uh, my, my, my kid's grand, grandma helps us a lot. So sometimes she would take her and we would just, like, you know, go to eat by ourselves or whatever, just spend time by ourselves. So we're lucky in that way because uh, we get a lot of help because uh, my mom helps me a lot and uh, my girlfriend has a big family. So whenever we are with them, like basically we never have the baby because everyone wants her. So it's like the sister, the, 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 the dad, the uncle, whatever, everyone wants her. So sometimes we're like, where's my baby? You know, give it back to me. You know, you had it for like three hours. So yeah, you know, in that way we're lucky because when we want, we can... We can have our time by ourselves. But yeah, in general, I think it it actually helped our relationship. Like, cause we, yeah, as I said, we come to more compromises together with her. You know, to do a baby. Excellent. Yeah, what you're mentioning is that you still make the time to to spend together without the baby as well. Mm, yeah, like, yeah, not as I don't know. Like, we like to spend time with the baby as well. Like. We tried all the time we have, we try to spend it all together. But yeah, then we, we feel we need to stay a bit by ourselves or like when my girlfriend gets over, like she can't stand the baby anymore because she's crying too much or cause like she didn't let her sleep for a couple of nights, then we'll just like, my mom will take her or like the sister will take her and have her for a couple of hours and just let us relax and breathe a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, absolutely. The, the time, even the time for yourself, um, is of course very uh, very important. So I'm glad you uh, you brought that up. Um, so yeah, uh, Matthias, um, thank you very much for uh, for your time and for this interview. Uh, thank you. Just just one last thing. Um, you know, you're you're a professional uh, Muay Thai fighter, and there's probably uh, people out there that would like to follow you and see how you do and see how you cope with uh, with certain aspects. I know you share a lot of pictures as well of. Uh, uh, of your girlfriend and your um, your child, 
Yeah. Um, how can people follow you or how can people get in touch with you if they, uh, they would like to ask you some more questions? Yeah, for sure. On my social media account on Facebook, Instagram, like just my, just type my full name, Matias Galicasarino, and they will find me. I'm on almost all the main uh, social medias and uh, yeah, it's easy nowadays really. When you want to find a person, you just type their name and the Instagram account comes up and you send them a DM, done, in contact. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's excellent. Um, so yeah, again, thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. I wish you best of luck, of course, with uh, um, with your girlfriend and with your um, with your baby girl. And, thank you. Uh, we'll continue to stay in touch. Okay, thank you very much, and uh, it was a pleasure to talk. Good talk. Are you still meeting up with your friends now that you're a father? Kids making you stress out, you got no time for yourself to work out, read, or relax. Can you still remember the time you were hanging out with your friends, feeling energetic, happy, and confident, spending time together and talking about your life and your crazy dreams? You're feeling alone now, don't you? No one to share your challenges with, and you're just running around from one storm into the next. Well, it's time to change this now. Join me and the Brotherhood of Fearless Fathers to speak on a weekly basis with like-minded dads to crush your challenges, face your fears with determination, be held accountable and regain control of your life. If you want to become the hero your family needs you to be, then go to becomeafearlessfather.com slash brotherhood. Looking forward to seeing you on one of our next calls.